0: are now locked in and
1: listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels
0: like it can win a championship.
1: This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Thursday, October 20th, and we have another episode here for you today. Welcome, if you're listening on Amazon Music or watching on Amazon Prime Video. This is our oh, first yeah. week, uh, debut week on Amazon, so it feels really good. Welcome, uh, adding, Amazonians. How you doing? <laughs> adding another platform. Um, just really good expansion, and it, it'll it be good. There's a ton of viewers, ton of listeners uh, over there that we are going to pick up, so... Pretty good day, pretty good day, and we have a lot of NFL to talk, so we're going to get into the first segment like normal, rant from Tim, and then finish that up with hits and misses. In the second segment, we're going to be reviewing kind of the big games from week six, uh, the big stories, going through those, and then running through the rest of the action, and then in the third segment, like normal, we will predict week seven and do bets on a budget for week seven as well.
0: just seems like I can't miss on predictions, so I mean we're doing good swept this week um feels good to go to 4 and 2 it does it i bet it does it, it does feel good um the cowboys are also at 4 and 2 of course they dropped they dropped to 4 and 2 after losing to the eagles but i i think watching last night was less about what happened on the field more about what Dallas is as a whole right so dak i think dak caught a break last night not even playing i think dak caught a break cooper rushman playing well even though you know We think Dak's better. There was, like, legitimate rumblings about a whole, you know, QB controversy, all that, right? And I I think Dak is, is pretty significantly better than Cooper Rush. Now, granted, I think within the scheme of the offense, I don't think the gap is massive. I think just purely talent, I think Dak's, he's bigger, more athletic, moves a little bit better. I think he's got a little bit bigger of an arm. But, I mean, I don't think the gap is... Mahomes to whoever his backup is or Josh Allen to I, I don't even know Chad Henney now I, I don't even know their backup is doesn't matter um, I think I think Dex top 15 quarterback somewhere between 12 and 15 probably uh, but certainly good right but I said be careful when you pay him really great money because he's kind of a really average guy right this was with Kirk Cousins in, in Minnesota right and I, I like Kirk Cousins but when you pay him like he's Patrick Mahomes but he's actually Kirk Cousins. That's when you get a problem because now you can't surround him with the requisite pieces for him to succeed. And I think the same thing goes down. I think the roster is kind of thin. Right? I love the D-line. I think the backers with, with Van Der Esch and Parsons are, are pretty good. Trayvon Diggs is good on the back end. I don't really you know trust anybody else outside of that. And outside of those units, I don't really love the team. I don't like the offensive line. I think the backs are kind of overrated. And outside of C.D. Lamb, who is he throwing the ball to? They're kind of injury-prone. I don't think the coach is very good. I know, I know they're 4-2, and I, I do think they're a decent team. But right now, as it stands today, I mean, aren't they the third-best roster in their own division? I mean, even, even when Dak returns, it'd kind of be a toss-up with New York, I think. But I I don't think they're coached to the level that New York is right now. I think Brian Dable's an absolute home run. So I think I'd give the edge to the Giants. I mean, we've got, we got to be honest about the reality of what the Dallas Cowboys have become. You know, they're the biggest brand. I know we got a lot of people listening to Dallas. It's time to come to terms. Right, we see this with the two biggest brands in the game, actually. The Packers and the Cowboys. We'll get to the Packers later. They beat up on inferior teams, most of them in their own division. It's kind of how it works, right? The Bears and the Lions and, and the Vikings for the Packers. And then, obviously, you'll get you know the, the, the football team, the Commanders now, right? Um, the Bears haven't been very good. Um, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, the Bears and the, um, the Giants haven't been very good. Even Philly, outside of this last year, it kind of sucked for the last like four years, right? When Carson Wentz was spiraling down the drain, right? I mean, Dak against winning teams, not even not even playoff teams, right? He's eighteen and 24, 18, 24. And here's an interesting stat: against the winning teams, his passer rating dips by like fifteen percent, right? So I mean, it's right there. It's right there in the numbers, right? The Giants, Commanders, Bears, right? Those are the three best teams that Dak is, uh, according to pass rating. Those are his three most favorable opponents: the Giants, the Commanders, and the Bears. Yeah, they've, they've been historically really bad teams of the last about ten years. I mean, they're awful, and, he, and he's nineteen and four against them. Nineteen and four. Now look at look at look at the ones where he's not quite as good: the Bills, the Patriots, the Colts, the Saints. You now the Jets are somehow in there, but the Dolphins. Right, those are like the, the five or six teams where he has the, the lowest pass rating against. Actually, in fact, some other teams in there, his four bottom, like very, very bottom Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Colts. <laughs> That's who he's worst against. That's the reality of the Cowboys. Right, this is the exact same thing with the Packers, who are actually circling the drain right now. They just lost the Jets at home. Sauce Gardner disrespected them on their home field. Tough look. The Packers are 13 and 4 against the NFC North of the last three years. Let's look at those last three years against winning teams, or what I would deem playoff level teams, right? Like, for example, the Chargers last year, and they missed it by like two plays against the Raiders, right? That's a playoff level team with ten and ten in the last twenty games against them in those three years, ten and ten. Right now, we, we I probably left off some games when I was counting it that you would consider, and then you know you probably think that I I included some games, right? You maybe if you're if you're looking at all, it evens out, right? They're about five hundred. No, I'm not I'm not Greg Cosell or some or some film junkie, right? For who's been doing it for thirty-five years. I can't tell you exactly 100 percent what's wrong with that with the franchises. But I think it starts from the top down. I think it does. Right? One doesn't even have an owner, which is kinda really weird, right? So in a way Aaron kinda has too much power, but also he's not really the leader like like a Brady or somebody that has the power and is, is okay with the power and does really constructive things with it. He's just kind of there okay awesome um and then and then in Dallas right you have kind of the reverse you have an overbearing honestly like I'm gonna say it kind of kind of like an idiot of an owner where you're like dude why are you don't like don't don't say that like come on man like Cooper Rush has one good game comes out there's a quarterback controversy uh with Cooper Rush and the guy I'm paying 45 million to like we could probably go without that right we could probably we could probably just Right, so that caused this stigma and this tension, right? And to be quite frank, I don't think the coach is very good. And I think Dak's talented enough to overcome it. I mean, that's just that's the reality of these franchises. We can sit here and try to make excuses. Oh well, oh this this player was hurt and Devontae Adams left. Well, Devonte Adams left because Aaron Rodgers took fifty million dollars and there's no money left. So Salary Cap League, I I I can't help you. The Rams just pay everybody, so they can figure it out. Don't be like the Bears who pay safety linebacker have a young quarterback, but still can't surround him with any pieces. I mean, that's that's the reality of those two organizations. One being the biggest brand, probably the the Packers, and one being the biggest market in Dallas. I mean, th- that. Tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me where I'm wrong. Whew, that was a lot. Yeah. I just, I just, uh, I just pissed off the entire country.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's okay of-
0: though. It's okay because half of them are bandwagons. Yeah. I mean, anyway. So I mean. This half week...
1: Have them won't be fans in, right. in two or three weeks. Right, so
0: this week, all those fans, they're probably going to root for, I don't know, like, what, the Bills, the, the Jets, and the Chargers? Maybe. Because those are the teams that just won, right? I mean, it's a tough week for them, though, so I don't want to whip on them too much, right? Alabama lost. Uh, the, the Yankees are in a dogfight to a team that, you know, is is making, as a whole, like, the amount that Garrett Cole is in a year. So it's a tough week for those bandwagon fans. Yeah. Um, the Warriors just had a fight, so it's it's been tough it's for them. Great. We'll kind of let them settle down a little bit. Yeah. Um Sorry to
1: kind of come at their throat, kick them when they're down. No, I mean, but they're an easy target. But so sometimes to. it's warranted too. I mean, look, I, when you're a big, I think sometimes um, you know it's tough to say this about Green Bay because they don't have an owner, and that I think brings more problems in itself. Just because it's going to take so long for things to get done, you don't have one person that you can go to, the head guy, and say, "Hey, I need you to make a decision." Um, and then in the case of Dallas. I mean, did, did he forget that he's owning an NFL team and not a baseball team? Like, you can't pay just, Zeke that huge contract. And you can't pay Dak that huge contract and think you're still going to have money to throw around. So, it's not like where you can just throw hundreds of millions of dollars at somebody like an Aaron Judge and then still have hundreds of millions of dollars to throw at other big pieces. because yeah, you're a billionaire. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right, and you can't do that in the NFL because there's a cap.
0: I mean, it's... Going back to... so. It had to have been a dream come true for some of these fans when Eddie Lacy went from Alabama right to Green Bay. I mean, they had to have been. That
1: would have been. Would that have been sensory overload for some of these fans? That's prime bandwagon. If you can go from Alabama to Green Bay or Alabama to Dallas, any one of those. I mean, Trayvon Diggs, yeah. Even when the Chiefs got hot there. The Chiefs got a lot of them, too, for a little bit. Yeah, the Chiefs. Here's the thing.
0: they, They feel too, like, small town to me. You know, I feel like. The actual Chiefs fans really do a good job of kind of pushing the other ones to the side. Oh, or I got the perfect one.
1: Zeke is a great example. Ohio State to Dallas? Ohio State to, State Dallas? to Dallas? Could Come it get on. any more? I mean Dude, seriously, prime marketable, prime marketable.
0: These are the people with uh, Ohio State. You know how you can put that stake in the ground and hang the flag off it right in the front yeah. lawn there. Yeah, um, that's the one where they have two of them, right? And it's all, like it's like Ohio State and like the Yankees or something yeah. like that. And you're like, and where big, are you
1: from? And where are big, you from? Big block letter O on the back of the car. Yeah, for no like no where,
0: like where, yeah. where are you from? Like. Are your parents from there? What is going on, man? I don't know.
1: always have some story about a cousin that was distant <laughs> in New York. No, no, no. I I've been a Yankees fan since I was two and a half. My
0: uncle got drafted by them, so, you know, that's just kind of what it is. Uh, uh,
1: either way, let's get into some hits and misses. Go over where we were uh, right and wrong this week. All right, let's go. Hit number one.
0: We, we said we, we kind of nailed the NFC North. We, we kind of we crushed it. Yeah, we did. Especially the top. Right now, so the Lions are technically at the bottom, and the Bears are the second to last. I think by the end of the season, we'll see That'll the Lions. Flip. I think it'll flip. Um, and we called the Vikings being pretty legit and the Packers being pretty mediocre, and we've seen that so far. Yes. Um, the Vikings have a better offense. They have better weapons. I think right now they have a more clever head coach, too. I know everyone loves Matt LaFleur, and I think he's fine. I think he's fine. But I think Kevin O'Connell's a younger, more progressive offensive coach. I think you're seeing it with Kirk Cousins. You're seeing it with Justin Jefferson. They need to run the ball a little bit more. But even then, Dalvin Cook ripped off, what, 60-some yards yeah. to to the hizzy. I mean, I'm telling you. The Vikings are legit, and we nailed it. We've been on it since day one.
1: Yeah, we, it kind of gave like a warning list almost to look at for Green Bay and, and the different things that can go wrong. And the things that we pointed out are the things that seem to be plaguing them right now, right? Not having a clear-cut number one target. Aaron Rodgers seems to get flustered really easy when they start to get down. Like, he just doesn't – he's still not playing well from behind. We've have, we've never really seen him play well from behind. Right. Hey. Um, and it's just, it looks choppy in Green Bay for, like, the first time. And obviously, yes, Devontae Adams left, and that's a huge, huge reason to why.
0: I agree. All right, miss number one. We're usually rock solid on betting, especially last year. Can't seem to figure it out this year. Uh, I mean, we're one and five. Uh, well, we can't seem to get it on track. Here's the thing, though. The league's never been crazier, and betting has never been has never been tougher, this the stats have shown, I mean, across the country, not just here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, maybe we simplify it and do a little bit more money line and spread, but I, we will get back on track. So we're one in five sucks to suck. Hey, here's the thing. We can't we can't bury our head um, and just and just mail it in. We still have plenty of time to turn this thing around. We yeah. can get back above 500. Absolutely. Um, by the end of the season. Uh, so trust us. We're going to hope to do that. We'll see how it goes. But so far, it's been it's been a tough year for us. Stats. College football, though, has yeah. been pretty good for us. We just don't do a whole lot of it on here. But, you know, on the
1: side, we've been okay. So, hey, yeah, on the side. I, I promise, had... we're not all bad. I almost had a nice little parlay that hit on Sunday. So yeah, but it didn't. So that It tough. didn't. It was so close. It, it, I mean, and the lock of it didn't hit that's it that's what Travis hurts. Kelsey catching a touchdown like, how does that not
0: so happen? my buddy put in a uh, no not you somebody else put I'm in, in a um,
1: weird to refer to me like that here but. yeah no
0: that no, would not uh put in a, a Justin Herbert over like a touchdown and a half um and that was like the only leg of like a 13 like parlay that didn't hit it was gonna net him a couple grand <sighs> that's a tough one and like when does Herbert not score a couple tutties almost never he didn't even score one. He almost he almost never does that. So, you know, prayers out to him as well. Bad week. Uh, hit number two. We said uh, the Browns, were, uh, it's a common theme, the Browns are going to brown. And I said whenever they decided to give Deshaun Watts that much money and give up that much draft capital to get him, that's fine. But he's going to be a crystal chandelier in a warehouse. I mean, with that cap hit, you give away all that draft capital, which means you got to start hitting on fourth and fifth round picks to surround him because you can't go out and get the talent with free agency because you don't have the money to. But Cleveland has never proved pick. that they can
1: do that in the fourth and fifth round to go find it's a gem.
0: Absolutely not. And uh, and here's the thing. We also, they started talking, oh, well, Lamar deserves a, a fully guaranteed because Deshaun got it from Cleveland. Well, well, when have we ever let Cleveland dictate our business decisions? That's a bad idea. And when? Have- That's a bad idea. that would be saying, like, hey, as we all go towards tech and, and shopping online, let's follow everything Macy's does. Yeah. That sounds like a terrible idea.
1: That's what... That's no. Like how to go bankrupt 101. Yeah, it'd be like, well, let's do
0: everything Amazon does. And you're like, that's a great idea. Like, yeah. So it's like, why yeah. would we do that with the Browns? So, and we, we said this when they did it, it's, a, it's not a good decision and the Browns are always going to Brown. They're always going to find a way to Brown.
1: Yeah, I, I see that a lot. And it's going to be really tough working their way out of the hole they've created for themselves now. But on the Lamar end a little bit, personally, I don't think I would guarantee that type of money to that style of play for a quarterback. Since when has yeah, that ever – since when have we seen longevity with that? That's all I'm saying. I would definitely pay Lamar. I just don't now, know if I would guarantee it. No,
0: granted, if he came out and said, how about three years fully guaranteed, I'd have to think about it. I, I, I didn't do, think about I it. I would I'd do max three.
1: three years, but I wouldn't guarantee anything over three.
0: Right, because here's the thing. With three years, like I can almost – like I, I feel really, really good about him being – Super solid for the next three years. You'll probably win the division once or twice out of those three. You'll be in the playoffs, probably all three. Right, but you're facing D line
1: in Cleveland and Pittsburgh twice a year. So four times a year. You're saying I, two of the top D-lines. And
0: I would say Cincinnati's is
1: underrated. No, I agree, but but for three years, I think he'll be fine. I don't know. I th- yeah, I mean I am just, just saying I would not fully guarantee anything like long term with him. I, I would it would keep me up at night as well.
0: Uh miss number two here. At, at bare minimum, we expected the Panthers to at least be scrappy, right? I think we said that they'd be the, the scrappiest, like five-win team. No, no um, not so much. Unless unless they turn around in some major way, that's a big miss for us. I mean, they,
1: if they lose, who
0: they now? They, they've got to be the worst team in the league. They've got now noise in the organization. And, yeah, Robbie Anderson's yelling at coaches on the sideline. They please. traded him like almost immediately. Yeah, the Cardinals picked him right up, huh? Which I mean. I mean, I guess good they're good looking for, for they're looking know. for targets well, for Kyler. Here's the thing. Hollywood Brown, uh, high ankle sprain. He's probably going to be out almost four weeks. So, I mean, hey, he'll serve a purpose nice for a supplement. little
1: bit. Well, plus they have D-Hop coming back DeHop D-Hop comes back this week, yeah. I got um, him on my fantasy bench. He's been sitting there waiting to go. You pumped? <laughs> I'm pumped. <laughs> hey, number three. Um,
0: we've kind of dogged on the Bears for a year or so. I think I've, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think if you could write a textbook on how to ruin a young quarterback, they're checking pretty much every damn box. I don't know what to, to say. I mean, this organization is they've done a pretty bad job. Yeah. And I, so if you want to pay a safety, that's fine. So does Pittsburgh, but they also pay the important positions like edge rusher. Uh, Deontay just got a, an extension. They went out and spent some decent money on the offensive line. Like, and I don't even, I don't even think Pittsburgh's doing a great job, but they're at least not murdering their chances. No. Yeah. They're. they're I mean, the, the bears are doing everything you don't want to do. Let's overpay at undervalued um, defensive positions. Let's get rid of our best wide receiver because we can't afford him. But we're still not paying anybody, so we don't understand how we can't afford him. Let's get rid of some offensive linemen. Um, <laughs> I, I, let's hire a defensive head coach. I just I, let, let's let's relish the pass and make sure that he can never live up to Vince McMahon and the '80s Bears, who Vince McMahon sucked and was dragged by a defense. Like, what are we doing here?
1: Yeah, it doesn't look good.
0: Unrealistic expectations. I I think the coach is, is fine at least defensively, but. For a young quarterback, I'd prefer an offensive coach or a stud uh, play caller. It doesn't appear they have either. No, they don't. They don't have any weapons. The line is piss poor. I mean, they got nobody on defense outside of like one safety and a linebacker, which we know are not very valuable positions. Like, what are they doing? It doesn't make any sense to me. No. And finally, miss number three. um, Luke falls to two and four here. In the predictions, I have now risen back up to my two-game lead. Now, granted, I lost it in, in just two weeks last time I had it. So, we'll see. This one's There's been still hope streaky for you. this season. It's two and streaky. then two and then two. It's definitely been streaky. Um, I struck first. I'm hoping that uh, that over the 17-game season that it bodes well for me yeah. with well, the streakiness. I mean, it's, it's still tight. we still got a long, we'll a long way to go. A long way to go. long way to go. But I am four and two. It feels good. Um, I would just like to thank my parents. Um, I'm <laughs> yeah. just kidding. Didn't get uh, the speech at the end of the year. The one. speech at the end there. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Um, no, that's about all we have for hits and misses. I just want to really drill it back in, um, just just to bother the Browns fans that that they are always going to Brown. Just had to throw that back in there. It's always
1: good. it's a good day when we can throw that into the hits and
0: misses. I will say it, it is a good day. Um, make sure you come back for the second segment. Luke will actually have to wear said tiara, and uh, we will kind of review some of the bigger games um, of the week, and and kind of just review week six as a whole. So don't go anywhere. Check check. Uh, one two. All right, we're good. We're we're up. We're working. Second segment. The issue Thursday the twentieth. Um, appreciate you guys stopping by. Appreciate you guys listening. We had rant hits and misses in the first segment. In case you missed it, go back check it out. There's also probably a standalone video. I don't know. He's the edit guy. I'm Yeah. Just the, there uh,
1: will definitely be standalone videos.
0: I'm just the artwork, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I just sit here. Um, and then in the third segment, we'll have uh, our predictions and bets on a budget per usual. Um, kind of the basic setup of our NFL shows because, you know, that's what works. Go hey, go I, check I, out
1: I, theissuesports.com, too. Uh, a lot of good stuff over there. Website is updated all of the time, so you can keep up with everything we're doing here on the show. New videos that are posting. Um, You know, rants that Tim has had, different discussions that we've had. I know we put that one up there about um, roughing the passer this past week. So that one was good. And we will also have, um, you know, merchandise products coming to the store soon. That's Um, exciting. That's That's exciting. It's about one one or two weeks out.
0: Actually, I think we got a shirt similar to that.
1: Yep. Um, Actually, it might be the, you know, damn near the same shirt,
0: at least on the front. Um, And kind of similar to the ones that you kind of see us wearing. Um, We'll have some similar stuff in
1: the shop for you guys, so it would be cool. Yeah, and then uh, obviously more stuff to come before, I guess, the holidays. We'll have uh, a a big big announcement. So uh, things are growing here on the show. I mean, we're just finding a new audience uh, every week, and things seem to be looking up. But a great week of football. So week six was crazy uh we had kind of a lot of big headlines the Steelers somehow pull it out against the Buccaneers that's a big yeah. one that we're going to talk about yeah I I we'll, let, let's just start there then so obviously if
0: Kenny Pickett starts pretty well starts he looked really really good in the first half um yeah, he played about the first half uh that game obviously goes out he's in concussion protocol I think he'll up being fine I don't think the hit was too crazy now granted I'm not there I've never taken a hit from a defensive lineman so what what do I know um but compared to a lot of other NFL hits, I think he'll be fine. But here's what's what's good. Mitch Trubisky came in, held down the fort. He, and, I, I, and I will say people want to, you know, overhype it. Look, the biggest play that 45-yard play down the middle was a blown coverage, which is fine. He was able to take advantage of it, and that's what Mitch Trubisky can do. He can hit the open guy, blown coverage, good scheme. If there's somebody open, he will 100% deliver the football to the open guy. I worry about him having a dynamic arm, moving outside the pocket, being... Able to push the ball downfield consistently, throwing people open. It's not can Mitch Trubisky get the open guy? Of course he can. Of course he can. The third string quarterback on the worst NFL team can do that. Yeah. But it's 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 the extra stuff that that Kenny brings that Mitch doesn't. But I don't. It's, it's not you know rip on Mitch Trubisky time because he got us a win. Looked pretty decent. Um, Would you think of Brady absolutely reaming his teammates on the
1: sideline? I mean. That was I, that got a lot of attention from the, just the game and the the media in general during like it happening. Uh, you could kind of feel it breaking down on that sideline a little bit, and I mean they just weren't ready for the Steelers pass rush, is what I think, and especially missing T J Watt. I mean everybody yeah. stepped up. Alex Highsmith played great. He, He's he, now leading the NFL. He leads in the
0: NFL. That's crazy to me. Um, He's so fantastic.
1: He played. He played really well. That offensive line deteriorated. And then Brady screaming like that. I mean, there's a difference between motivating and just absolutely tearing apart your guys. Right. Like, there's constructive, I guess, motivation. A constructive when you're...
0: yelling, I guess?
1: Yeah. Well, so... It, that was not a situation of that. the The big thing that stands out to me... About the whole thing is Brady wasn't even with the team like leading up to that game.
0: Right, that's what people are upset because he went to a wedding on like what Friday and then missed the Saturday team morning. Got there by Saturday like afternoon. Yeah, he took his own private jet. He didn't fly with the team. so. You know, I get it. I get. I get how that can be upsetting. And I, I think obviously, honestly, if they win the game, nobody's even talking about it. it. Doesn't even matter. But they lost. So, that's why it's a story. If they win the game, nobody even talks but about it. But Brady that.
1: has never been one of those guys that gives you a story to talk about. He wouldn't, like, early in the career, you would never see something like this from Tom. I don't know what's happening. He's being a little mysterious this season. It's well, different. He's got some personal things going on. So, yeah. I mean,
0: hey, it is what it is. And whenever you've won seven Super Bowls and you're in year, what, 22? Yeah. You got a little bit of leeway. You, you know can, what I mean? You can a, take a little off. I mean, look, you're say you're, uh, I don't know, an accountant for J.P. Morgan and you're and you're damn good at it right like Tom is you're you are the best one ever actually yeah i'm thinking in year 22 after <laughs> you i don't even know i don't know what accounts do after you've had the best books or whatever i don't know um you're the business guy but after you know you've had the best books for 22 years and you've won accountant of the year at JP Morgan 7 times I see tw- that yeah yeah, but, yeah you know Overall, I think it it's is, only week six, so it's early. It's not like he's taking off, you know, playoff games, and he's taking off the, the Friday before a playoff game, right? You know, you don't see the account taken off right before you know the, the end of the fiscal year. That doesn't happen, right? But you could take one off in, in August. Yeah, yeah, you'd be all right. Take a week off in August. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's what Tom. I think that that's
1: what Tom was doing. I don't have a huge problem with it, but I can see how some people would. Well, the only thing that one of the big things from this game that I think needs to be talked about is that the Steelers are by no means a good team that can compete down no, the stretch no. because there's going to be i've already seen it especially from pittsburgh media of just well, don't count the steelers out yet um i'm already counting them out oh uh, they've been counted out uh they've been counted out since this first kickoff uh, of the season it's just it hasn't looked good they can't move anything on offense still look i mean it, it,
0: these things you know this this kind of stuff i guess like, happens, right? Like, it's the NFL. Like, every now and then, a bad team's going to beat a good team. Yeah. It just is what it is. I, don't, I still don't think the Steelers are, are a fantastic team. Um, how about the two heavyweights, uh, the Chiefs and the Bills? So, the that. Bills end up squeaking it out. They win by four, exactly like Tony Romo predicted. He goes, it's going to be a 24-20 type of game. Oh, is it Tony? Is it? Thanks. He's always right, and I love him. But it's <laughs> ed, it's almost to a point where I get frustrated how right he is. I can't even pick winners of football games. For my audience. I can't even get I I can't even get spreads right. And Tony <laughs> Rome was out here predicting the score of the game in the middle of the game.
1: Like, come on. He'll he'll call the next play before it even happens. You <sighs> did that a few times when we okay, were watching on Sunday, but yeah. not, not to the level of consistency
0: of that guy. No. But I so the actual takeaways from the game. My takeaways are both these teams are so so good. Like, I I didn't leave this game thinking, oh the Chiefs, man, they're in trouble. And I also didn't leave the game thinking. Wow, the Bills are so head and shoulders better than the Chiefs. Mm -mm. It's a coin flip type of game. It's always going to come down to kind of who has the ball last. What's the last possession look like? What does the last six minutes look like?
1: And My biggest takeaway is, wow, Josh Allen is special. The play where he breaks somebody's ankles and then continues and jumps over a defender and then still picks up an extra five or six. He is, I would say, the most electric quarterback in the league. When he's when he's fully on, I'll take him over Patrick Mahomes personally. I like I like Josh Allen that much. I mean, a that's six tough, yeah. foot six frame like that, six five, whatever he is, moving like that. You should not be able to do that. No, that's you shouldn't that. be able to do that at two hundred and whatever thirty five pounds, whatever he is. Yeah, and they get back in the huddle and throw a dart
0: like the next play. You just you just don't see that. That's a rare breed. Um, I will say that that might be my biggest takeaway. Right, I said you know. The, they're they're very very equal it's a coin flip type of game i did come away thinking though t- damn josh allen might be the best quarterback in the game like he, definitely I, I don't think it's much of a debate that he's him the most physically
1: talented now there's trade rumors that saquon could be on the moves to, uh, See, to, i don't to think Buffalo. they're gonna
0: get rid of saquon now i think christian mccaffrey now that's interesting
1: you think. add a run game to that to that bill's offense it's dangerous very
0: um all right how about the cowboys and eagles so Cooper Rush throws what three picks um, Eagles, at, uh, of course, at home dominate. So here's the thing. The Eagles, probably two of their tougher games, right? Cowboys, um, and then Minnesota, they get in prime time at home, right? And that's a tough spot for anybody to come in and win. So the Eagles get a little bit of a break here having, you know, some of their tougher games in prime time. Uh, but that kind of went exactly how I expected it. Yeah, the Eagles are going to run the football. They're going to be really, really good up front. You know, the Cowboys are going to push back a little bit because they do have a good defense. But at the end of the day, the Eagles just, they're too, they're
1: too talented of a football team. Now, the Eagles did make some mistakes. And then that screamed to me, I don't, I'm not sure if they're a top, top tier playoff team out of the NFC. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're really good. And I think they have the potential to be. But from this game, especially against the Cowboys roster with, a backup quarterback like that, you should be able to dominate a little bit more and hold on to a lead. They didn't play all that well throughout the second half.
0: They did not. The third quarter was bad. I, mean, they, I don't think they scored a point in the third quarter.
1: I don't think so. If I remember correctly. Either way, I
0: know for a fact their second half was bad. Um, they were up, what, 20-3 to to twenty to three at halftime, and, I think? And
1: you, yeah, and you should not be yeah, letting they only Dallas win. climb back like that.
0: Yeah, that was that was tough. Um, but at the end of the day, you wins to win in the NFL, so they'll take it. Uh, okay, Broncos and Chargers real quick um, from the Monday night football game. I here's what was good. The Broncos found it a little bit in the first half. That was promising to see. Ross started what ten for, for ten yeah. with, a, with a touchdown or something like that. Here's the problem, though. After that first set of scripted plays, because you're going to script the first probably two or three fell drives, off a cliff. He went like five for sixteen the rest of the game. You got to be able to make stuff happen. You got to be able to make adjustments. And to me, that speaks to coaching. Right? That speaks to the offensive coordinator up in the box, the head coach down the field, seeing it you're talking you're scheming at halftime you got to be able to make an adjustment you have to you have to the 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 NFL is too smart for you to come in with a game plan and just run that
1: the whole game so is this a situation where you give more power to Russ to say hey you're the veteran you've been in these situations you make the call or do you kind of still rely on that well I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he calls the game but I would say that he has more
0: audible power and I'm not sure maybe that's good or bad but I think it's worth a shot like I think you increase that a little bit yeah yeah, because I think at the end of the day, what they did poorly was they stuck too heavily to their game plan as opposed to seeing what the defense is given them and adjusting from sure, there. But then
1: they have to execute those game plans. And I'm just not sure if Russ is at that point where he's going to continue to execute consistently. I, I don't know, man. He made some nice plays outside the pocket.
0: He was moving around. He was shifting. I think, though, he's not quite as shifty as he once was. So he can make the first couple people miss, but then he holds it a hair too long.
1: He is holding onto the ball a little bit longer.
0: I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's um, let's kind of transition here and get to the rest uh, of Week Six. So, so it kind of helps me. I'm I'm OCD. Um, <laughs> to kind of go in, in in chronological order. So let's start with a Thursday night game. Um, exactly one week ago today, where I lost about three and a half hours of my life that I'll never get back. That was a horrible game. <sighs> um, so. So generally thank God play baseball's on, first of all, because yeah. that was on, not this game. Um now we had it on like we had a little stream on the on the iPad kinda off to the side, no sure, sound. Sure. Just peeking at it every once in a while. But uh all I saw was just was just putrid offenses, um, no creativity, running the ball right into the line of scrimmage, poor accuracy from the quarterbacks, bad decision making, yep. drops everywhere. Um I will say, here's the good thing in Chicago, right? I I know first segment I kind of ripped on them, and I don't think they're doing a good job. Here's the good news, though. They have the defense at least somewhat figured out, right? Which you should. You're paying a lot of money on your defense, and you need to hire a defensive coach. So it should be figured out. The worst case scenario would be to pay a lot of money, still have a really bad offense, and have a bad defense. That would be worst case scenario. So I guess it could theoretically be worse for them right now in the present moment. Um, but not by much not by much they're still not a good football team and neither is
1: Washington either but it's just um, there's just a lack of talent in this game I'm going to be honest with you no we're on Amazon now we might have some leveraging power in this I'm not sure how much but we should get Amazon Prime to refund Everybody that had to pay to watch that game on Amazon Prime uh, because that was just absolutely horrific scheduling by the NFL uh, to was, fill up a primetime slot.
0: I was just going to say, maybe everyone gets a rebate, but I don't even know if they still do rebates anymore. Does anyone still get mail? <laughs> I haven't heard that since like.
1: Do we, know, does mail school. still
0: exist? Okay, anyway. It does. Um, <laughs> all right, how about the 49ers of the Falcons? The Falcons get the upset win by two touchdowns, too. Yeah. Now, granted, it was, it was like 21 14 till the very end. Falcons kind of got a late touchdown. Um, but they jumped out to like a 14-0 lead. They kind of held on to it. Here's the thing about the Niners. When you're missing 11 of your 22 starters, that's what happens, right? This is the NFL. <laughs> this is the NFL. So the Falcons, I mean, we might not love their roster. We might think they're pretty limited. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if they're going to face a team with 11 backups, they're going to win that game eight eight to nine times out of ten. I mean, they're
1: still an NFL team. It's they're It's still an
0: NFL team, right? And I actually do like what Arthur Smith is doing. I actually... Here's the nice thing about like mic'd up on the sidelines, stuff like that, like hard knocks being mic'd up, like NFL sounds. Yeah, yeah. You get to hear what the coaches are thinking. And I think it tells me a lot about the coach's demeanor, right? So there's a um, a club, uh, Arthur Smith, where he's like, hey, uh, you know, where's, and it's his, his big uh, bruising back, uh, Huntley, I believe his name is. Hey, where's Huntley? Get him some water. We're about to run the piss out of the football. You know what I mean? Like he's on the headset telling everybody, he's on the sidelines, hey, get ready, gear up. You know, buckle your chin strap. Let's go. This drive, we are going to run it down their throat. Like we're going right. now. Granted, we're that was we're firing off. That was, I think, a week or two ago. But my point is, like, they play hard for him, and I think they have an identity with him. Do you? Like, They're going to run the ball. Mariota is going to be tricky. I, Do you like Mariota? I've always liked Mariota. I, I think as a talent, I've, he's always been I know you at liked least him good knowledge. Yeah, and I actually had a jersey, um, Mariota jersey, back in the day. But. Um, as a talent, I think he's always been fine. It's been the consistency, and it's been the, the injuries that have been his problem. Because he yeah. does move around. He can get hurt a little there bit. It. But I think he's been a solid NFL quarterback, and he's been really good this year. Um, all right, how about the Vikings going down to Miami? I thought it could be a potential, you know, little trap game in the heat down there. You saw on their sideline, it was like 110 on the Vikings' sideline. Um, so I thought that might become a problem a for them. A shock, yeah. Yeah, it might become a problem for them. But what they were able to do is run the football, kind of slow the game down a little bit. Play their play their tempo. Um, I think they could run the ball better, but they were able to do it effectively enough. Um, and then of course you got Justin Jefferson, who's in, who's a stud. So yeah, he's pretty sure a lot going yeah. at every single game for you, right? And I don't I don't take too much you know from this game against the Dolphins. I think once they get Tua back and once they get a little healthier, they're missing a, you know a guy up front, one of their wide receivers, Tua, a couple guys on defense. So I think once they get everybody back, they'll be just fine. Yeah, you can't have too and many
1: hey, things. Over way too many things up in the air right yeah, now yeah and they're on a collision course for exactly what they thought they would be 8-9 and 9-8 nine, nine and eight, fighting for a playoff and spot and hey so many people ripped us for that prediction too
0: yeah and I, look they started out hot and I still think they're a good football team they're talented they're going to be in a lot of football games but they're on a collision course for right about what we thought 9-8 and eight, fighting for a playoff spot what about the Jets at the Packers the Jets so here's the here's the good news um, for the Jets which obviously they, they won news. well they won yeah, yeah. They, they won by 17 so that's good news even better news, they didn't even play that well. They had, like, 11 first downs. They only threw for 99 yards. They weren't very good on third down. But their defense, And they won by
1: 17 points their, in Lambeau. Their defense and special teams
0: ran that game. So so what does that tell you about Green Bay? You have the Jets, who have been historically bad, don't really know how to win yet, young head coach, young quarterback, a very young roster, barely know how to win. You know, they're not super dynamic, they you hold them to under hundred passing yards they are bad on third down. they don't get that many first downs they're not moving the chains like you you know an absolute unit of an offense lose and you lose, and by, you lose
1: by three score <laughs> i mean it doesn't look good for green bay but it, it, that is
0: that is bad there are
1: some glaring issues yes that's that they
0: they are down bad in Green bay too as
1: as the kids say as, nowadays as huh the kids say yeah. <laughs>
0: man okay I I am a kid so I mean like I'm not a kid but I still feel like uh, you know as compared to the old dad jokes we're we're, we're kids compared to that so I don't know how I feel about what I just said (laughs) Um, all right how about the uh, the Cardinals at the Seahawks the Seahawks get the win 19-9 one of the splits um kind of hit on that one you know just uh pat myself in the back a little bit there here's the thing Oh also the oh, yeah. Jets the Jets, um on the spread. Oh yeah, yeah, there you go. The Jets on the spread, I also hit that. That was one of the bets as well. I had Jets plus I think seven or eight or something like that and of course they covered in one I had the Seahawks beating there you go beating the Cardinals look like I said at home Geno Smith can move the sticks a little bit and as much as I don't think Seattle's defense is that loaded I think they overpay at safety and they don't get that great of a pass rush they've been pretty effective and obviously Arizona's had their offensive struggles but Seattle's been pretty effective on defense I figured at home they'd get a
1: win and of course they did I mean I was upset. <laughs> like, <laughs> Is that all you have to say? Is that <laughs> like, I I thought I had something going with Kyler in, in the cards on that game, but I mean, nothing really came to fruition. We were watching that game, and I just the whole time they they got down and they just never got back up. Yeah. Um, and they don't got that dog in them. No, they don't. Not right. like not like J. Herb does. No,
0: J. Herb. We'll get to him later. All right, uh, Panthers at the Rams. Rams win 24-10. Panthers can't score an offensive touchdown. Not much else to be said. They are easily the worst team in the league. Uh, Bengals at the Saints. Now, that was probably one of the most interesting games uh, of the day. Bengals down early, down most of the game. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow just go off in the second half. They're starting to look a lot like the Bengals of, of the of you know the late, the late season last year, the late yeah. playoff push and the playoff run, where – Start a little bit slow, but at the end of the day, they're dynamic. Their defense steps up. They've yeah, allow- allowed trying. zero touchdowns in the second half of a football game that this year. That's incredible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's an impressive win. They're kind of getting back to form.
1: I mean, you, you knew it was going to come this oh, yeah. soon. I, it's Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. They're, they're bound to pop. And they too they find talented to not. Yeah. And- I think the rest of the season is going to be dangerous for anybody that plays them.
0: Um, the Patriots at the Browns. The Browns are going to brown. Uh, another one that we were split on. I took the Patriots with the Browns. At the end of the day, the Patriots are going to be able to run the football. Bailey Zappi is pretty talented. He's going to get the ball out. He's going to get it to where it needs to go. Um, Bill shows that he still has, you know, he still has it to, to go out there and coach teams to victory, and he did once again. Ravens at the Giants. You know, we actually had the Ravens in our in our um, bets on a budget, but the Giants, they, they went 24-20. Look, I will say the defensive front is legit, and Saquon Barkley is legit. I don't know about a whole lot else, but if you win in the trenches and you win with the run game, you're going to win a lot of football games, and that's exactly what was the difference here. I mean, the, the strip sack to end it, the turnovers in the last two possessions for the Ravens
1: were turnovers because of the Giants. I mean, it's impressive. It's impressive. It is. Uh, it's Something that, you know, they're finally trending up, and it's a good thing for the league, I think, when a, when a market like that's doing well. I, I like to watch them. I'm, I think I,
0: I like Brian Dable a lot, too, so I enjoy
1: I enjoy watching their games. And, and their run game is just yeah, sweet. Yeah, Saquon's so fantastic. I'm so glad he's kind of back to where he should be. You yeah, know, I, was excited, I was so excited to watch him in the NFL when he was coming up through college, and now, finally, he's getting this season, it seems like, where he's not going to get hurt. Right, speaking of college, I was watching
0: some film um, of – of that game against Ohio State where he takes the opening kickoff to the hizzy. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, So, yeah, kind of, kind of brings me back to those times and I like it. All right. Jaguars at the Colts. The Colts win with a late touchdown to rookie Alec Pierce up the sideline. Jags uh, fall to two and four. They kind of, you know, had a little bit of a decent start there at the beginning, but they've kind of fallen off since. We'll uh, see if they can kind of get it back together. The Colts actually finally put up some points. Good for them. Bills to the Chiefs, we kind of talked about that. That was a crazy game. Same with the Cowboys and Eagles. Kind of same with the Broncos and Chargers. But just to kind of talk about the Broncos and Chargers again, Justin Herbert is really, really good. Now, he did have the one pick. You know, it was a tipped ball. Was it a ball he probably should have thrown to begin with? Probably not, but it was tipped.
1: It's not like he threw it right to somebody. His stat line does not reflect the level of play that went into this game.
0: Right, right. The the gutsiness of some of his performances is almost like, When you see a pitcher and they're in like the third inning and they've kind of gotten hit around a little bit, but they've, they've only let up one run. And you know their stuff isn't really there, yet you look up in the seventh inning and you're like, wow. And
1: they're still hanging around. Yeah, they've
0: only let up two runs. You know, they've kind of stayed off some barrels now. Um, they've retired their last, like, seven. They're kind gotten, of starting to get into a groove a little bit. A, in a couple jams, we kind of yeah. worked our way out. Working their way out of it. Gave their their team a chance to win. You know, when you don't have your A game and you're still able to give your team a chance to win, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and that's you know, Justin Herbert. That that That's the epitome of Justin Herbert. I thought I thought like Garrett Cole, actually, to kind of segue a little bit, um, was kind of like that in game four against, against the Guardians, where he didn't really have it. Gave up two runs. Gave up the, the big home run, to Naylor. But man, he was good. But, I mean, he settled no, in, real. still had some decent stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, so Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert is that guy. Um, and so am I because I keep winning predictions. So come back next segment. We will have our predictions for Week 7. I look to go to 5-2 and, and take a three-game lead, so don't go anywhere.
1: What's up? We are back. It is the third segment on Thursday, October 20th, almost through the month of October into November, which is crazy. We only have what, two, one or two more episodes left in October. I don't know. Not good with quick math. I think we got 31 days in October. That's 11 days left. 20th, episode 20- comes out every seven days. We got one no. more episode in yeah, October. Yeah, one
0: more after Yeah, one more after this one.
1: Um, and then we will be into November football, and things get stepped up a little bit. Um, but no. Otherwise, go check out the TikTok um, YouTube, Spotify, all of the platforms. You can find them all with the link tree in the description yeah. of the episode. You can also go to the website and find everything from there as well. That link is below as well.
0: There is a, uh, a Hendon Hooker review, that the Tennessee quarterback, a um, little film study, right, watching him kind of dissect Alabama a little bit. Yep. So, um, you know, I'll kind of give you my thoughts, some of the good, some of the bad, and um, go check it out, yep. get a little – you know, little info about some about some college quarterbacks. And
1: that video will be featured on theissuesports.com, so you can go check it out there, too. Um, all right, so let's get into predictions.
0: Again, um, OCDs will start in order. We'll start with the Thursday night game, obviously tonight, because, you know, if you're gonna watch, I mean, it, tonight. it makes what, sense. What, Yeah, what else? You don't want to wait till the end of the video right. to get a Thursday night prediction. Right. Um, so you're gonna... All right, so let's go Saints at the Cardinals. We're actually split on this one to start. You're gonna go with the Cardinals at home to kind of figure out their offense a little bit. Yeah. I'm gonna take the Saints, so they're gonna get Marshawn Lattimore back at DB. They think um, I, I want to say Michael Thomas might get healthy. It's gonna be up in the air. Um, I think I think it's a game time decision for Thomas and Landry. I, I believe they're actually doubtful though, but either way, I still I still feel pretty confident in the Saints um, as a defense as a unit. I think they're a better franchise a more stable franchise right now than Arizona, so I think that's going to kind of kind of come out uh, come out to play here on prime
1: time. Uh, I just think the atmosphere around you know the team in Arizona is going to be. So much better than it has for the previous couple of weeks. You get D. Hop back, so now you have a really good piece for Tyler or for Kyler Murray to throw to um, when he's scrambling. That's the biggest thing right now. He wants to throw the football. Right. You can see it. He oh, he's goes, looking down he's the field. He's throwing yeah, first. Right. That's the great thing about him. He has the legs and he can get away and he can make something happen with his feet. But he's always eyes downfield, looking to throw first. Right. Now he's going to get his number one target back. Yeah. I just feel like. This is one of those games. It's just kind of a gut thing, but I just, I like Arizona a lot.
0: That's fair. All right, let's go with the Packers at the Commanders in Washington. Um, I think we're both going to go ahead and take the Packers here. So here's the thing I went back and forth, but I, you know, people are going to kind of overreact to the Packers losing to the Jets. I think the Jets are a significantly better football team than the Commanders. Uh, I think the Commanders are, are really, really weak. Um, and Wentz is now out for four to six weeks. Right. Um, I want to say, was it a foot or a thumb It was a, It was like a finger. Was it, a it was finger? a broken yeah, finger? broken yeah. finger. Yep. Um, so then I think Taylor Heineke is going to start, and I don't mind Taylor Heineke, but at the end of the day, he's a backup. And so, you know, over the next five games, if he can win you two, then, you you know, you'll clap your hands, you'll take that, good to go. It's not always um, a
1: Cooper Rush situation where right. they just come in and win.
0: Right but not against Green Bay. Like, I think at, at some point, Green Bay, we've seen them get up, up, up off the mat before, right? They get crushed in the opener, come back out and crushed. So and they do rebound really well against bad teams, right? You see them, they'll get waxed by Minnesota. They'll turn around and they'll absolutely demolish the Bears. Like, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. That's, this that's is the, the week,
1: I would think, for Right, it's going to be classic. Bet, yeah, uh, Green Bay. It's classic
0: Green Bay. Um, all right, let's go with the Bucker, uh, Oh, the Buccaneers at the Panthers. <laughs> the <laughs> Buckers. Uh, okay, um... Yeah, they're going to win that. The Panthers are awful. Yeah, I, mean, I PJ Walker didn't complete a single pass across the line of scrimmage. I mean, did not complete a pass that
1: went forward in any manner. And, so, they, and they can't get the running game going either, really. So, it's bad. It's bad. The Bucks. They have a they have a couple uh, couple issues down there in Carolina. I would say.
0: Um, Falcons at the Bengals. So I mean, the Falcons are probably going to be a little bit overvalued here. Um, you know, people are going to hype them up, but I do think they're going to keep it close. They're six and against the spread. We'll get to that later um, with bets on a budget. Hint, hint, they're in it and, you know, could be for them. I do have a rule against not betting for the Falcons, so maybe it's against them. We'll see. Um, but I think for whoever's going to win the game, primarily winning the game, it, the Bengals. The Bengals are the better team. They're kind of rounding back yeah. into that form where they're a little bit more explosive on offense. You know, they, they bend but don't break on defense. That's kind of their formula. And, um... And they're they're, they're kind of getting back into that
1: form, being and, at home too. And Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are finally on that page again, where they're just they're going to connect on most of their throws, right. and, and Jamar is going to get open on I mean, right. virtually everything. He's right. so talented. So yeah, Bengals here it, it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Oh, to the Giants at the Jaguars. So the Jags are actually favored by three here. Kind of bold, considering the, you know the Giants have been hot. They're five and one. They're sure. second in the uh, the NFC East. There.
1: Giants. I like the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. I think.
0: Here's the, they're really, better in the trenches. They're better in the trenches. They ha-
1: yes, their offensive line is better. I mean, it's not a great offensive line, but they it's clear the, than and they clear the than. way for Saquon. Yeah. and I think that's really all it comes down to. It doesn't. I don't think the Giants' offense as a whole really revolves around who's at quarterback.
0: It definitely does not. Um, it does not. Which is crazy because Brian Dable took it. Took Josh Allen right. That offense. That's what you kind of expected him to bring. High flying quarterback's gonna sling it around the yard. Yep. But he said, nope, that's just not the personnel I have. We're going to adjust. That's, Which shows that's the damn good coaching. That's shows damn his good skill. coaching. Yeah. Um, so I guess we're going to ride with the good coaching there. Brian Dable, the Giants, beat the, uh, the Jags at Jacksonville. Um, Chiefs at 49ers, so we kind of – we had to stew this over. But at the end of the day, I think the Niners are missing too many pieces. Point blank, I just don't think they have enough healthy people. And the Chiefs, and, and especially Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, off of a loss have been fantastic. Yeah. And most good teams and great coaches are – um, so coming off a loss, I, I I'll take the what I think is the better coach and the better quarterback.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too. I, it's just I know this defense is going to cause problems for Mahomes. Like, yeah, it's it, just, I, I think right. Mahomes will eventually be be able to overcome them in the third, fourth quarter. I mean, they didn't look good in the first half of this game either, but you know, he started to find Travis Kelsey, kind of work right. his way back through the second half. I see that happening here. I don't see it being a blowout at all. I think it's going to be like you're going to watch the first half, and you're going to think, oh. Everybody that took the under is very, very smart. I was just and about to say it's a it's bonus bet. it's going to blow up yeah. in, the, in the second half.
0: Yep, I was just about to say uh, it's not going to be in our uh, bets on a budget, but a bonus bet
1: here is under 48. I think that's a, I think that's and money you, in the bank. And if you can get an under by half and kind of parlay that some, with something, that would be right. good too. <clears throat> All right, let's go with the
0: um, Seahawks the Chargers. We're both going to go with the Chargers here. I think the Seahawks have
1: overperformed thus far. Yeah. But going on the
0: road to L.A., um, Justin Herbert should be getting Keenan Allen back. We'll see. Um, I want to say it was uh, Bosa might have been out with like an illness or something like that. They, they had a couple guys out who was like sick, so you know they're going to get healthier.
1: Yeah, um, and quickly.
0: Yeah, and very very quickly. So I think the Chargers are a much better roster now. Now plus six and a half for Seattle. That's something to keep around, but I think the Chargers outright winning is, is the side here. Hundred percent agree. I think riding with J Herb. All right, Colts at the Titans. So we went back and forth. I was thinking maybe the Colts. I ended up switching to the Titans because I think off a of bye, really good, solid coaches, which I think Mike Vrabel is a good coach. Again, fantastic off a of bye. So I think coming off a of bye, he, his numbers are – I, I want to say he's got like one loss off a of bye in his career that out of is, like what, yeah. four years or five years he's been coaching. So I think the Titans off a of bye are, are, is the side who they're going to run the football. They're going to be healthier. They're going to be fresher. Um, it was kind of a long, you know – knockout type of fight uh, with the Colts and the Jags going right down to the wire. So I think the more rested team off a bye gets the dub here. I like that. Um, Browns at the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens are a much better roster. They're a much better team. They have a better
1: coach, better quarterback, better roster all around. So the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. 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 They have Lamar Jackson, and you can't replace that or find that anywhere else in the NFL. So.
0: Um, all right, Lions at the Cowboys. I I was thinking maybe the Lions, but Jared Goff never winning a game on the road as the Lions quarterback. I, like, can can you really put money on that?
1: No, I tried to. It didn't work.
0: I can't. I can't bet on. it. I just can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, it burned you once. You're not letting that happen. You're taking the Cowboys. I I don't even I'll like go the, with Cowboys, the Cowboys. But I think they're a safe pick. It's. I'm it's, up by two. You know what I mean? I gotta you know gotta we gotta you to hold money, on a little bit. Just kind of run the ball. Let the clock We're gonna down. Yeah, Ramondre Stevenson, you know, zone power. Um, all right, Jets at the Broncos. We're split on this one. So here's what's crazy. I'm normally really high on the Broncos and mostly Russell Wilson, and then okay. you've kind of been, you know, the voice of skepticism in that direction. Here, though, you're going to take the Broncos. I'll flip around and take the Jets. I think the defense of the Jets, the defensive line uh, specifically, against a banged-up uh, Denver front is going to be a problem. I'll go with the Jets. I
1: It's crazy, but... I'm, I'm buying in. I'm taking Look, the Jets. I like the Jets, and I like what they have going on there, and I like Robert Solo, but I don't think they're at the level where they need to be to be able to pull this one out against a Denver, and I don't even like Denver, but I mean, so, it's, just, it's just one of those. This game's so 50-50. It is. It is 50-50. But you're telling me, so they went on the road
0: and beat Green Bay in Green Bay. you think that, that do you need the Broncos a harder matchup than that? It is in mile high, so I'll give you that. Yeah. I think, I think you know, climate-wise, or I guess, you know, elevation, breathing, it could be, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know. The basic
1: function. From a hate. team standpoint, I mean, I don't think. I, I don't know. I, I just like Denver here. I just don't think that, I don't think the Jets are at the point yet where they can really sustain the types of things that they pulled off last week. Like, they, you need to be able to come up with two defensive touchdowns to match that. And I don't think that happens every single week. I mean, at the end of the day, Russell Wilson doesn't seem to throw picks. He might be inaccurate, and his completion percentage might be a little bit low this year, but they're not resulting in interceptions.
0: That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, You know, I mean, the Jets did throw for under 100 yards, so I guess it makes sense. I'll go with the Jets. I'll go with the Broncos. All right, Texans at the Raiders. We're both going to take the Raiders here. I like the quarterback better. I like the weapons better. I guess barely. I like the defense. Um, I, don't nah, even, I don't know about the defense. I like, I like the coach better, though. I guess he's offensive.
1: I don't like either of the teams.
0: Yeah, they're both bad. So I'll, I'll go with the Raiders, the lesser of two evils. I I feel better putting the, you know, putting it on the line with Derek Carr than I do yeah. Davis Mills. So 100%. Uh, Steelers at the Dolphins. You're going to go ahead and take the Steelers. I they have a lot of trouble in Miami historically. Now in prime time, they're a little bit better down there, but just. In Miami, in general, over time, they've been really, really bad. So I'm going to roll with Miami. I know I, I I'm a naysayer. Plus, I don't if Mitch Trubisky plays. That's tough. I don't that's like Mitch Trubisky tough. starting a game.
1: But he he might. So I'll go with I'll go with Miami. Okay. This is I'm going with the Steelers. I wish I could put a contingency on it, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to not going to be that guy. But I mean if. If Kenny Pickett's starting, I like the chances for the Steelers. I do.
0: That's fair. Um, Look, I think he does start.
1: I'll throw that out there. Yes, if Mitch is starting a game, you're in a you're in a tough spot because it's it's not his like coming in halfway through and just kind of just making the plays that you have to being safe with the football. Not making any stupid mistakes. That's fine for like a for a half or a quarter here and not there. Not super sustainable. But but when you're starting him and you have to um, rely on his
0: game management skills and they game plan all week for him too, as opposed to game planning for Kenny Pickett and then getting Mitch Trubisky. So
1: yeah, I don't know. I like the Steelers. I feel like you know they have some pieces on offense, and I feel like Kenny Pickett at least can get the ball to them. Right. When Mitch seems to struggle to do that over the course of a of a game
0: right i mean you see that with george pickens targets and catches so i mean that makes sense yeah um bears at the patriots here on the monday night game to wrap up our predictions uh we'll both take the patriots the bears offense i mean you know what belichick does to young quarterbacks it's just not going to be pretty it's for gonna, justin field he's that's going that's a, to crush
1: justin field that's
0: that's a tough spot for the <laughs> bears so uh yeah we're split i'll take miami you'll take the steelers i'll take the jets you'll take the broncos and um, I'll take the Saints and you'll take the Cardinals. So we'll see how that plays out. I'm four and two, looking to go five and two. Um, you're looking to, you know, bring the lead within one. Should be an interesting week, and we are also trying to get back on track with bets on a budget. So let's get into that. We're going to get back on track finally here. So let's start with Tampa Bay minus ten and a half at Carolina. So Carolina sucks.
1: Um, it's really, really bad. <laughs> the
0: quarterback situation isn't good. Their defense isn't very good. Um, they, you know, C macs okay, and that's about the only thing that they have going for them. They just traded one of their top receivers, who still wasn't a great receiver, but you know was the, one of their top receivers. So, and Tampa Bay and Tom Brady off a loss is has been very very good, and I think Dude. will be very very good again. I think that's you know like a twenty seven seven type of game. Going to be a blowout. Yeah. Um, all right. How about a Atlanta plus six at Cincinnati? Atlanta's six and zero against the spread. Okay, so
1: you're you're just blindly playing the numbers here. Or do you see something here that you like? Do you do you like Atlanta to keep it close with Cincy? I do like Atlanta to keep it close with Cincy because
0: I think they can run the football and kind of play a little bit of keep away. Okay. And I know Cincy's got a decent defensive line, but I think Atlanta and what Mariota can do with his legs primarily is going to be able to extend some drives, keep Joe Burrow off the field a little bit. Um, and yes, Atlanta's 6-0 and against the spread. To playing the numbers here.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like that. I mean, there's the average NFL game decided by four points. So, There you go. Um, <laughs> I right, how about We're the Giants. The, there too. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: Giants plus three at Jacksonville. So here's the thing. And I like Doug Peterson, but so far, Brian Tables has been a very, very good head coach. Very good, which means they're going to be competitive in every game they play. They're going to keep it close. Plus, Last time I bet against them, I bet, what, Baltimore minus five and a half this yeah, past week. Yeah, and they covered.
1: And they and won. they, won. they <laughs> covered and
0: won. And Jacksonville's defensive line is good, but they're, they're dealing with a couple injuries. Um, and their offensive line isn't very good. Yeah.
1: So, I think... Kind of a recipe for uh, disaster. Yeah, there.
0: Kayvon Thibodeau, Leonard Williams up the middle for, for the Giants. They're going to be able to, you know, kind of limit what they can do offensively for Jacksonville. Yeah. All right, so we're split on this one in our predictions. So I guess maybe this is just me talking here. Um, the Jets plus a point and a half at Denver. So okay, unless you think Denver's winning by a point. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I. But here's the thing: the Jets—they can run the football, and they have to run the football because Zach Wilson only had what 99 yards passing. It was, so that is a bit of a concern because he's not super dynamic very throwing much the ball. So,
1: yeah.
0: But that's a tough secondary to throw on in Denver. So I don't think it's that big of an issue because they probably weren't going to be able to put up points anyway through the air. So they're going to have to run the football. And they can run the football.
1: And Denver, that's where you can get them, up the middle. Hey, look, I'm trying to make some money. Sometimes I bet against what I predict. So Dana, yeah, this will be one where, you know. <laughs> that way it's a, that's a, it's a win-win. And plus, it's probably pretty good odds to win you at least some money.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Absolutely it is. Um, especially being on the road in mile high. It's going to be a test for the young team, but I think they're up to it. The momentum's moving moving in that direction. I'll go with the Jets. Plus point half.
1: Broncos to win though.
0: All right, we'll see.
1: I'm telling you, Um, you're going to be wearing the tiara next week. Doubtful.
0: Doubtful. Let's go New England minus eight at home versus Chicago. Look, we know what Bill Belichick does against young quarterbacks, and Justin Fields. I mean, at one point, I think going into Week Six, he had 49 completions in 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 five games. That's that is just so bad.
1: That's that's poor. That's really and I, bad.
0: I I don't know if it's play calling or if it's him or it's probably a little bit of both. Somewhere the truth lies somewhere in the middle, you like would I would have say. To but I mean that is it, so. And and here's the thing about Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones, right? Within the structure of the offense, they're fine. It's the, the problem is when Mac starts turning the ball over, and Bailey Zappi hasn't been doing that so far. Um, he he's been kind of mistake free. Yeah, he's been, he's made a couple mistakes, but they haven't been like
1: in critical moments, and that's when you'd prefer it, right? Yep. Um, Can you imagine with Belichick, he's going to understand those moments kind of scale things back when he needs to?
0: Right, and he's done a very, very good job. And here's the thing, at Western Kentucky, he was a pretty solid quarterback. He put up major stats. He broke the record for most passing touchdowns in a season, I want to say. I think Joe Burrow ended up beating it. Um, but regardless, I know he put up record record numbers at Western Kentucky. or Maybe he beat Joe Burrow's. One of the two. He's up there in the top two with with Burrow for the most touchdowns in a season. But he can sling the rock. Absolutely, mm-hmm. he can sling the rock. Big arm, pretty accurate, um, and he's mobile enough. He, they they call it, um, I think Trent Dilfer called it like, like functional quarterback movement, right? He's not Lamar. He's not yeah. Kyler. But he'll wiggle in the pocket. Like, Brady is the king Which of this, fun. right? Yeah. Brady will step up. He'll manipulate the pocket. I think Zappy can do that a little bit. and I'm not comparing him um, by any means, but... But that type of movement, right? A little sure. bit in the pocket. You don't have to be an insane athlete. Can you get out on the edge a little bit? Throw on the run. It's about it. Yeah. So
1: hey, WKU, they they produce their quarterback. Western Kentucky. There you
0: go. Um, so to run back through, we got Tampa at minus ten and a half at Carolina. Atlanta plus six at Cincinnati. The Giants plus three at Jacksonville. The Jets plus a point and a half at Denver. And finally the Patriots, minus eight at home versus Chicago. Those are the
1: bets of the week for us on walk of the week is new England. So yeah, I like that one. Um, either way, I, that's all we have for you guys today. So make sure you're going to check out the social media, Instagram at the underscore issue podcast, uh, tick the issue underscore podcast. All those links can be found in the link tree in the description of the episode. Also go check out the issue sports.com. Um, bunch of videos, uh, just news from the show, Everything going on over there, so go check that out, bookmark it, save it, know yep. it, because uh, you know we're going to have a lot of big announcements to follow with it. But guys, thanks for hanging out, and that was the issue.